Hello and welcome to An Idol Call Food. I'm your host, JT Tapius, and this episode is sponsored by the EmptyYourBucketNutritionPlan.com. Start your transformation today without counting macros, calories, points. More importantly, it's going to help you sustain proper nutrition for a lifetime. I know that's a bold statement, but hear me out. When you're not having to count macros, calories, points, or do any of the complex things, but all you have to do is really focus on specific guidelines that your coach gives you, it becomes very, very easy to follow through and actually make it a sustainable lifestyle. More importantly, the Empty Your Bucket Nutrition Plan is well known for not making people hungry while losing 25, 30 pounds in 90 days. Go to the EmptyYourBucketPlan.com. Go to EmptyYourBucketPlan.com and start your journey today. 2024 is waiting for you and the best version of yourself is just 90 days away. Go to emptyyourbucketplan.com and start your journey today. Without further ado, let's jump right into it. And today I want to speak about how boundaries lead to freedom. That's right. Boundaries lead to freedom. I know most of us think that boundaries are there to restrict us, that boundaries are there to keep us from having fun, from having flexibility, from enjoying certain things. But the truth is that boundaries provide freedom. And that's what I'm here to talk to you about, because I think this is important, right? Before the end of 2023, we're about to turn over to 2024. And I think, I believe in my heart of hearts that if we get this component right at the beginning of the year, we're going to have an amazing year. And that's exactly what I desire for you. That's my prayer that this year will be beyond anything you've ever dreamed of and that your goals and the things that you have in your heart, you'll be able to bring those things to fruition. So I want to start off with a conversation that I had with my daughter, my seven-year-old, Sarah Mia. And Sarah Mia is, uh, is very inquisitive, especially when it comes to her faith. I sit with her every day at six in the morning, and we do our devotional time while she's having breakfast before going to school. And so I usually open up the Bible and we get into something in, in inside of the Bible, usually in the, in the New Testament, and then I try to bring up some practical things that she can take with her and that she can start to expand on learning about God. And so yesterday she came up to me and she said, Daddy, did God create the word monster? <laughs> and what she was really asking was, did God create evil? Right. Because she perceives monsters to be evil. So it, immediately, as soon as she said that, I understood exactly what she was asking me. And so I have a tendency, instead of just answering a question or saying, because like oftentimes parents were busy, we're stressed out, things are going on, and we just have sort of a loose answer to our kids. I have really, really focused on giving her biblical answers. And so I said, you know, this is a great, great thing to talk about inside of our devotional. I said, let me, let me dig in the Bible and let me give you a biblical answer to your question. So started praying and the next day, this actually this morning, uh, this was yesterday that she asked me the question this morning. I got into my Bible and I went to Genesis 3. And in Genesis 3, we have the account of the fall, right? And most of us are familiar with this account. And it says in Genesis chapter 3, verse 1 through 3, it says this in verse 1. It says, now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God actually say you shall eat of any tree in the garden? I want to do something here really quick. And I want you to notice how it says that the Lord God made. Okay. So he made the crafty beast. Okay. So he actually is 
the the initiator, right, of good and bad because we're not robots. Now, hear me out. I know different people stand on different theological, uh, you know, grounds and whatnot. But hear me out. I want you to hear me. Verse two says, and the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden. But God said, you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden. Neither shall you touch it, lest you die. It's interesting because we have this tendency to think that because God is good and God is great and he wants the best for us and he's a God of benevolence, that maybe the things that are fallen in this world also weren't made by him. Now, I believe he's made everything because we're not robots, right? But he's created boundaries. He's given us, he's shown us, he said, look, this is good, this is bad. If he's put the Holy Spirit in you, you are highly aware of that. You can discern good from bad, right? So, but he's given us that will, and then he's put in us a spirit to discern good from bad. And anytime we violate these boundaries, we die. Now, you say, what do you mean we die? Well, we either die physically, we die mentally, or we die spiritually. Now, I don't think we're a three-part person. I, I believe we're material and immaterial, but there is a physical being, there is a mental aspect, and there is a spiritual aspect to our lives. And so when we die physically from this perspective of nutrition, right, and we violate those boundaries, we gain weight, we ignite cravings, we lose control of our hunger cues, right? We go off and we fall off the, the rail. And next thing you know, it's not just one mishap, but two, three mishaps, a week of mishaps. And now we're feeling guilty and we're jumping on the scale and we're three, four, five pounds down. Probably sounds familiar this time of year, right? And so this is what happens when we violate physical boundaries. That could be alcohol, that could be drugs. But in this case, we're talking about food when it comes to the physical aspect, right? When we violate those boundaries mentally, right, that leads into a whole other array of situations. So mentally, we hit the snooze button, right? You you may think, it's just the snooze button, JT. I just hit the snooze button and I just turned over and slept a little more. I didn't get enough sleep. But here's the thing. The night before, you set an alarm and you said to yourself, you're going to get up at 6 or 7, whatever time you wake up. And if that alarm clock goes off and you hit the snooze button, what you just did was violate your standards. What you just did was actually break rapport with yourself because what you're telling your subconscious brain is, I am the type of person that sets some kind of boundary and when things get difficult, I just violate that, that boundary. Bad, bad message to send our brain. The opposite is true of that. We set that alarm, we get up and we go straight and do what we need to do. We are setting a good, uh, uh, we're, we're, we're setting a good standard for ourselves and we're telling our brain, hey, this is the type of person I am and this is what happens when the snooze button goes off. I get up and I do what I need to do. Very, very positive from a mental standpoint. When we break our commitments, right, it's very much when sort of when you have a meeting with someone and someone shows up late or they don't show up. You break rapport with that person. Well, the same is true for us. When we break our standards, we break rapport with ourselves and we give ourselves permission to continue to lower our standards. And so that's what happens when we violate boundaries from a mental perspective. From a spiritual perspective, when we violate those boundaries, those things that God has set in place for our good, right? And we go into sin, we lose fellowship with God, right? It doesn't mean that we lose our salvation. I don't believe we lose our salvation, but 
we lose fellowship with God, meaning that our prayers are hindered. The Bible clearly tells us that when we are in sin, our prayers are hindered. They're not, they're not effective prayers, right? We lose our true sense of purpose when we actually lose connection with God because we're sinning. This is what happens when we violate those parameters, those boundaries from a spiritual perspective. So notice how boundaries, right, when they're violated, they lead to death. But when those boundaries are actually respected, enhanced, and exercised, we are actually alive in our mind, in our body, our spirit, we're super efficient. And it is a better, more fulfilling way to live. I honestly believe that when I see people that are, that have a lack of motivation, that basically are struggling with depression, they're stagnated, they, they feel like they're stuck in life, nothing is happening for them. A lot, oftentimes, I'm not saying always, but oftentimes, that is a byproduct of consistently violating boundaries in their mind and their body and their spirit. So you see why I'm, I'm, I'm bringing this up right before the end of 2023, because I want you to go into 2024, right, and create some boundaries that will create some bandwidth for you, some space so that you can actually walk into 2024 and do amazing things with your life, okay? So when you think of this in terms of um, our empty your bucket nutrition plan, right? What, what actually happens inside of the empty your bucket nutrition plan is that there are three phases, three sets of boundaries that are set in place. Reset is the more conservative part of the empty your bucket nutrition plan. That is really meant to train the hunger cues, reset the palate, reset the brain's reward pathways, all these great things that actually allow us to then self-regulate and transition into phase two, which is a more looser version of that plan and where you actually start to reincorporate some of the things that you initially take out, those boundaries that we initially create. And then we still maintain some boundaries and some parameters, but then in phase three, what happens is we get to practice intuitive eating. And I wanted, I wanted to give you this example because I believe life is very similar. Phase one is sort of a, a conservative phase where we're being strict, whether it's at work in our relationships, different areas of life. Phase two, because we've been faithful with the initial uh, boundaries, now we have the ability to bring in a little more and do a little more. And then when we actually conquer and get into that phase three of life, now we can actually understand how to self-regulate, right? We have the ability to self-regulate. Now, notice how I took that from nutrition over to all aspects of life. And this is what boundaries are. Boundaries have different phases. And as you progress in those boundaries and, and you are faithful with what you're given, you have the opportunity to expand and do more and have total freedom. This reminds me of a story, an, an anecdote that I always tell in, in terms of a, of it's an allegory, but it's a, it's a, a story of a playground. And there's a playground and this playground is right next to an interstate that is super, super busy, right? And so there's no fence dividing the interstate from the actual play playground. So the, so the parents and the, and the teachers only allow the kids to play on one little patch of the playground where they can actually, actually watch them, right? Because there's, there's no boundary there to the actual turnpike where all these cars are, 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 uh, you know, are going by. But one day someone decided to put up a fence. Once the fence actually went up, what happened was the kids were allowed to play in the entire playground and they have freedom. This is the same idea with boundaries. When we actually have those boundaries, we have freedom to move, to do, to eat, to, to do all these things that we enjoy doing, but without boundaries, it's very, very difficult. So I wanna encourage you to take some time either before tomorrow, before the year starts, or maybe Monday morning. I want you to take some time, right? And 
I want you to start thinking in terms of boundaries, right? And I want you to set boundaries in all three areas of your life, in your mind, in your body, in your spirit, okay? Some boundaries that you know, some standards that you know you can keep and that are going to keep you healthy and safe while you actually create that freedom that comes as a byproduct of having boundaries, right? Secondly, I would ask that you find some accountability around these boundaries, right? Accountability is huge. This is a third party unbiased person that is going to hold you accountable to your commitments. Super important. If you don't have that, most likely you're going to violate those boundaries and you're going to end up getting in trouble. So this usually is a coach, a trainer, a friend, someone who will truly, truly keep you accountable and keep you committed to those things that you said you were going to commit when you were super excited about the goal. But remember, once we go into friction, adversity, things get difficult, we get stressed, we're challenged, we have a tendency to violate those things. And that's where accountability really comes into play. Third, I want you to think more about the why than the what, okay? We have a tendency to think about the what versus the why. What do I want? Sure, we all want things. What we really need to dig deep, once we know what we want is why we want it. Why is it that you're trying to get better physically? Why is it that you're trying to have a better relationship? Why is it that you're trying to be a better parent? Why is it that you're trying to uh, show up as a better version of yourself? Find the why versus the what and really dig deep and try to ask yourself some intrinsic questions, pull it out from you because your initial answers are going to be very superficial. And what we want to do is we want to get deep so that that why pushes you through in difficult, challenging times and allows you to actually honor your boundaries. And if you do that consistently, you're going to find freedom. You're going to have an amazing 2024. And that's my hope, my prayer for you. My name is JT Tapius with an idol call food. I hope you enjoyed this episode. More importantly, I hope you put it to action. Guys, let me know what you think about this episode. Leave your comments and we'll talk soon. Ciao, ciao. 